sapiens this is chance gilliam welcoming you to the chance by chance podcast our guest today is troy glazel he plays bass in a band called the space heaters and is a firefighter in lacrosse wisconsin in our conversation we discuss space eaters and space heaters as they pertain to fire safety balancing career and passion his brother tyler and their history of playing together as well as some musical influences. Troy talks about his college experience, Christmas caroling in lacrosse, an upcoming album with groundbreaking studios, and past touring experience. Along with that comes managing relationships within the band, playing shows, and his imagined future. At the end of the episode, Troy shares links where you can find more about the Space Heaters, including their music, on Bandcamp, those links are also in the show notes to this episode. Without further ado, one and all, Troy Glazel. first few times I heard space heaters in conversation, this is just my where my own mind goes, but I thought it was space eaters, and I pictured some monster consuming dark matter, uh, which it is not, it's space heaters, but uh, I'll just consider maybe using using that image somewhere, you could you could work it in somehow, that's my contribution yeah. to the band. Uh, we actually get that quite a bit, and I actually like that better, I like that image better than a space heater. A Appliance. space eater? Yeah, a space heater <laughs> eating dark matter. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Okay, so when you Google Space Heaters Lacrosse, Wisconsin, where you guys are from, where you guys play around, uh, you're the first few results. After that, however, there are news articles about space heaters causing fires in lacrosse. <laughs> and as you're also a firefighter, I yep. want to ask, why are space heaters so dangerous? Why do they start fires? Uh, well, they ex- people expect space heaters to heat up their entire room. They're meant for small spaces, so they'll leave them running 24-7, overheat, you know. Um, sometimes they put a drape, they'll put drapes right next to it, mm. or garbage will fall on them or something, so yeah. They're not meant to be run all the time, you know, just heat them up once in a while and turn them off. When you need it. Yep. Yeah. You play music, you're on the fire department. How do those two things intersect? I know uh, talking... The other time we met, you said you, you really like the schedule, like it oh, yeah. allows you to have some flexibility with music. How have these two things come into and remained in your life? I've always wanted to do music. That's always been a huge passion of mine. And in college, I tried a bunch of different stuff, changed my major like three times. And I was doing a business major, and I was working at a train company. And uh, my one of my, it was full-time summer, my first full-time job in an office 40 hours a week. And I wasn't really liking that too much. Summertime, I wanted to be outside. And my uh, cube mate came in one day and said, oh, I'm sorry if I'm tired. I was fighting a barn fire all last night. 
And I'm like, what? Where, why were you doing that? He's like, I'm a volunteer firefighter. And I'm like, why don't you do that full-time rather than work in this office? And so then I, right then and there, made a decision. That's what I'm going to do. And then I just fell in love with it. Yeah. So um, I've always had a love for firefighting ever since then. Um, music's always been my passion. Mm. So I'm a happy guy. I get to do both. Yeah. And, and it ha- so it just so happens that the um, uh, schedule, like you said, works out perfectly for a musician because I get four days off at a time. Mm. Or I get to play shows or practice all day if I want, or you know, write music. So. Yeah, that's unbeatable. Yeah. And your uh, your brother Tyler, he he's in the band. And yep. How long have you guys been playing music to- together? Did it go back before Space Heaters? Like, were there other bands or? Oh uh, yeah, you- yeah. In high school, well, we, ever since middle school, we started playing in the like concert band in mm-hmm. school and stuff. We both played trombone, so we always sat next to each other there. So we played music since then. And when we were sixteen, we actually started a band in high school. I started, that's when I started playing bass, and we were called the Sentimental Gentleman. <laughs> you like your alliteration. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, and then we played at the talent show, and we were all shitting our pants before that, because it was our first live sh- live performance, and yeah, and it was, we still have the recording. We played a Chili Pepper song called Don't Forget Me, which I just showed you. Yeah, you did. And then, uh, Swine Castle. Yep. Yeah. And, and then um, Incubus song called The Warmth. Mm, okay, that's off of uh, Make Yourself, right? I believe. I like yeah. Incubus. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So those are were heavily, or we were heavily influenced by those two bands back in high school, and mm. we still are. We kind of branched out a little more with our ska sounding band, and mm. with the Mighty Mighty Boss tones and Real Big Fish, and uh, we do Kings of Leon and Third Eye Blind are big influences on us too. So after high school, we kind of went into college, and I went to Winona and Tyler went to Stout, and our buddy Gareth, who was in the Sentimental Gentleman went to Winona too, and then we kind of made it until the next summer after our freshman year in college, and we jammed that whole summer, write some, wrote some songs, but then after that, we were kind of done with the sentimental gentleman. So yeah. We both transferred to lacrosse, um, UWL, and we joined the marching band, so we were both playing trombone. And Once we, again. <laughs> yep. And we met our buddy Connor that year, Connor Reisdorf, he's the guitar player. In okay, okay, just, yep. And he played trombone too, so all three of us were sitting right next to each other, and we were always getting into trouble, and we were just the three knuckleheads pretty much of the marching band. Partied all the time. <laughs> we were super, we were big hams, and we liked to soak up all the attention and shit. <laughs> so ever since then, we started jamming together. Hmm. Connor started playing guitar pretty much right around that time. He'd never really played a lot since. So he was before. learning guitar yeah. as you started the band? As we started the band, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that kind of shaped a lot of how our songs were written too. Like, there's a lot of difference between when we first started to... We're, where we are now as songwriters, and I like both, but it's like, you can tell that it's changed because Connor's come up to be a lot better. He's a fantastic guitar player and songwriter now. Yeah. And it's funny, I was just thinking today that it was a seamless transition from when he was a beginner to now, how he's a great guitar player. Fluid. Yeah. yeah. So I don't, I can't really point to when he got good, really good, but he just, he always played a really good role in the, he's always been a really good songwriter before he played guitar too, so... Man, and uh, the three of you playing trombones, that's crazy, because the day that I officially met you, uh, you were caroling downtown, yeah. your three trombones and a drum, yep. um, <laughs> just, like, just like the old days, yep. yeah, yeah. How did the Christmas caroling start? I mean, you guys were just jumping from place to place, everybody loved you, yeah. it seemed like such a cool thing to do, and, and you said you'd been doing it for a few years, I think, right? Yep, so we started doing that probably in 2011. The winter of 2011 or 12, one of the two. All my parents, I have uh, dad, mom, stepmom, stepdad, and they're all music teachers. Or they all play music. My dad's the only one that's not a music teacher. Um, 
and my dad used to go in high school go caroling with his um, brass friends. They all played brass instruments, and so he had all these books that you could learn Christmas carols and then go out and play them in the wintertime. <laughs> so he pretty much just said, "We used to do that." So we're like, "Yeah, hell yeah, we're gonna do that." And it started out with our old drummer. He just took his snare drum off the drum kit and tied a piece of twine around it around his shoulder <laughs> and he's just playing it like that. Well, Jordan actually has like a snare holder for marching in a parade, so that's a little more comfortable. Yeah, it must be. So that's how that started. How did uh, how did Jordan come into the band? How did he get in the mix? Um, well, the Space Hitters broke up after about two years of playing and performing and recording when um, a couple of members got just moved away. Mm. So Tyler moved to California once he gra- graduated from college. And our old um, guitar player slash trumpet player graduated college, and then he moved away to either the cities. Now I think he's in the Madison area. I can't really keep track. But So then we kind of split up and just stopped playing for like a good year. But while everyone was away, me and Connor were both on the cross, and we'd get together and drink beer and write songs. Him on guitar and me on bass. And uh, we were kind of itching to keep playing. We, we were pretty bummed out that we didn't get to perform anymore you know it's just me and him mm. we could have performed but obviously it's not the same yeah you want yeah. the whole band yeah and so i got the job at the fire department tyler moved back to lacrosse just before that i guess a year before that anyways i was playing drums for a while actually because we didn't know any drummers and we wanted to keep jamming so i'm playing drums and not i'm not the best drummer but i took lessons and i was working real hard at it and loving it but i miss playing bass too so i get to on the fire department i meet jordan because uh, we're on the extrication team together. Word had gotten around the fire department that we were in a band because we have all these videos of us rocking out with our shirts off on YouTube. <laughs> and people love to laugh at it and make fun of us for having our shirts off. And he goes, yeah, so who's drumming for you guys? And I'm like, actually, I'm drumming, but I'd rather play bass, you know? I'm much better at bass. Yeah, and for sure. He's like, I'm like, why? What? Do, do you, are you a musician? He goes, yeah, I play drums. And Perfect. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you're coming over tonight. And I think he came over that night. And he brought, he brought a case of Bud Light with, and we just started jamming. Man, it kicked it all off. Yep. Mm. And you guys are uh, we're working on an album right now, still in the early stages. Yep. Uh, but can you tell us a little bit about the process so far, where you're doing it, and uh, how you're approaching the album? Yeah, we have a bunch of songs written, probably six songs written that we've been They've been written for a couple of years, and we've been performing them live, and we're in the midst of recording three of them. We're almost done recording three of them. And now we want to record three more. And then we want to somehow fill out a 12-song album. And we're recording it with our old friend Jesse Wolf, who's groundbreaking studios. And he started building his his studio in his parents' house when he was, like, in second grade. And he's just, he knows everything about it. Jeez. Yeah. Second grade. I know. So he's been built, <laughs> he's been just adding stuff to it since then. I think that's what he said since second grade. And so his parents let us go up there. Up on you go up Bliss Road, it's up kind of on Granddad's Bluff, mm. and we make a bunch of noise, and he records it and makes us sound good, even when we don't sound good. <laughs> and uh, now he's building a studio in his house that he lives in now with his wife. So I wouldn't imagine it would take too much longer before we start going to record there. Yeah, we've been recording these three songs for about a year and a half, taking way too long. We've been really lackadaisical about it. <laughs> so in February, we actually plan on getting in the studio. For, in two weeks, we want to record and finish three songs. So You need the deadline. Yeah. That's that's the only real way to get work done, I, I found for myself. Yeah. yeah. Yep, totally. So we want to just just get going, hit the ground running. Because mm. if we can finish three songs in two weeks, 
and then compare it to three songs in a year and a half. Yeah. That'll yeah. motivate us for sure to crank out some more. And we're writing a few more as we speak. We actually had the idea that we want to take some old songs that we've recorded and re-record them. Mm-hmm. But Tyler and I recently came up with the idea that we just want it to be an all-new album. Mm-hmm. And so we were, we're thinking that we want to write a few songs just for the album and see how that turns out. Maybe even write them in the studio. You could. Just because yeah, we've never yeah. done it and we've always heard about bands doing it. And sometimes those are the ones that turn out to be the hits, you know. Mm-hmm. So we're up for anything. And uh, Jesse's a really good producer, so I, I could imagine him steering us in a in a good path if we just come up with a few riffs and he just takes it from there and tells us kind of where to go with the song. Yeah. And we brought the idea to him, too, and he's totally on board. Didn't you guys uh, go on a tour yeah, recently? we went on a couple tours. Oh, two, just two tours. Um, in 2012, we went on a tour, and that didn't go so well. We had, I think we had four shows planned, booked, and we were supposed to go with another band called Nito Finito. And Nito Finito, <laughs> these names that you guys come up with, it's crazy. And they're a really good band, too. They got a saxophone. I want to say, I think that might be the only one, but that we kind of jived in that sense that they had a saxophone and we mm-hmm. had a trombone and trumpet. And they had to back out because someone got, someone in the band got in trouble for hitting on a minor. Oh, man. Or something of that sort. Yeah. It was, an, but it could have just been an excuse they came up with, but last minute they backed out. So we're going on this tour alone. Man, that'd be a pretty dumb excuse to come up with if you didn't want to go. That's true. <laughs> oh, that's not I don't know to, the full details. That's something so. to joke about. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh. So, anyways, they couldn't go. We're bummed, but we went anyways. And so we had to fill double the time slots for each show hmm. and after two shows Tyler, oh God. Tyler's voice was completely gone like hmm. he just ruined it because we were tense and everything and sing, playing harder than we should and we're on the road and not getting any sleep so we had to cancel our last two shows we played two shows and then we just came home did you have enough material to fill like two time slots yeah 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 we actually did we started out our first gig was a three-hour time slot Mm. So we learned a lot of covers, mm. you know, before yeah. we played that. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, we did have, we had enough to cover three, three hours, three to four hours. And then sometimes we re- repeat a few songs. And you chalked it all up to learning experience. Yep. Did the second tour go any better? Oh, yeah, way better. Okay. So the second tour was on the Midwest, or sorry, the West Coast. Um, we started up in Portland. Then we moved up to Seattle. Played two shows in Seattle. Then we... Came down past Portland again, and then we went down to LA and played two more shows. So there's five five shows, and we didn't we all kept our chops throughout the whole five shows. And was a band traveling with you that time, or did you? No, nope, um... that was just us two. Yeah, that was just us space heaters. Yeah. Oh man. Yep. When was that? <clears throat> that was in May, last May. Wow, so really recently. Yeah. Yeah. Are you gonna try and get back out once the once the album's completed? Yeah. Oh you, yeah. You know which direction you would go? West, East Coast. I uh, definitely want to do. I would want to hit all the options. Yeah. We kind of want to go. To, we talked about going down south and going down to New Orleans and like St. Louis and going down to Texas, playing in Austin. Mm, some great music scenes. Yep. Yeah. And then out east would be awesome too. Um, but this year we actually aren't planning a huge tour like last tour. I mean, it's not. It, might be huge for some bands and not very big for other bands, but to us it was two weeks long of on the road, so that was pretty big for us. And five shows, so we were pretty happy with it. Yeah. Um, this year we talked about maybe taking a four-day or five-day trip out to Colorado, playing like three or four shows and just in Colorado or in, mm-hmm. one, in one state or something, mm-hmm. and then coming home. Man, it's it's uh, it's uh easier than you would expect, like, because I assume you're driving out, right? Yep. Trailer and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to, I mean, to get to somewhere when you have multiple drivers in a car... You just like knock it out of the way, and then you're there all of a sudden. Yep. In like less than a day. Right. You know, you've got a few days to play some shows. 
yeah it's a good plan it's it, a good plan and it's a great learning experience i know we get all of us get a little ornery on the road but it, it shows you it, that's what it's like if we want to be in a band on the road full-time someday you gotta be able to learn how to do that yeah and we played we played a few dive bars um on skid row and or one dive bar on skid row in la and it all opened up, it opened our eyes a little bit because there's like tent you could see tent cities and mm. um homeless people on the streets like talking to themselves while we're trying to unload and stuff and we're kind of like all right this is a definitely an experience but Some perspective, i loved it yeah. i still loved it yeah because it's like that's the shit you have to do to go through it all to get somewhere you know? yeah yeah as long as you mentioned being ornery how do you manage relationships within the band because uh, you guys have been together for a while. Yeah. Seems like you're all pals. Yeah. Um, is it just that time together that lets you bear each other? Or We definitely have had our share of fights. Yeah. Yeah, on the road and stuff. And yeah. We, I mean, tension builds up and we blow up and then that kind of, we come back and you're almost stronger after that, you know. Mm. So it's definitely challenging at times, but we all, we all, we're all best friends too. We're not just musicians trying to you know force it hmm. we're all buddies we hang out outside of playing music hmm. you know so. so you work it out yeah we yeah. just work it out yeah and uh you don't have shows coming up no shows coming up we've, because of the album yeah we've agreed to for the next couple months all the way through february not play any shows because we're hoping to get the two weeks in the in february in the studio do three songs and then we want to take a week off and then try to do two more weeks in the studio and get three more songs so we figure we'll at least make a lot of progress if we don't get the full six songs within that month. But yeah, when we play shows, when we play a couple shows a month, we, all we do is focus on getting ready for the show, and we don't focus on writing music, and we don't focus on getting in the studio. <laughs> so it sets us back. Crack but, down on that deadline. Yeah, yeah. But playing shows is great because it's it allows us to pay for all the equipment equipment we need and all the studio time that we need, hmm. even though our studio time is extremely cheap hmm. yeah jesse will give us a really good price if you could be anywhere in five years what would your life look like uh taking out any realistic <clears throat> conception of money or time it would take to do something like if you could snap your fingers and see yourself anywhere in five years what's going on uh it'd be, definitely be a full-time band touring on the road for several months out of the year maybe even half the year maybe even more writing all the time. I would love to be someplace where the whole band lives in the same household mm. and we have just six hours a day to, to dedicate to writing music and rehearsing and and then maybe play a couple shows a week and then just, that would be ideal for me. That sounds like a good life. <laughs> that sounds like a good life. Cool. And where can people check out your music? Uh, I know you have Bandcamp, but can you share any relevant links? Okay, go on Facebook and do Space Heaters Band, all one word. <laughs> and then that'll be our Facebook page. And then I believe it's on Bandcamp, it's just Space Heaters Band, the same thing. Just search Space Heaters Band and you'll find our... It's uh, Morning Light is our first is the name of our first EP. And then Helios... It's just Helio is the name of our second EP. And they're each five song. They're both five song EPs. All right. Thanks, Troy. Yeah, thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast please visit chancebychance.com. The website was recently revamped. Take a look around. This song is the title track to the Space Heater's first EP, Morning Light. Until next time, thank you for listening.